0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene.
0: I'm Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jedekin. Good morning, Desi. Good morning. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to do the Patreon today. Thank you. If you would like to support our show... You can do so by going to patreon.com slash Scene. Not only do you support the free show we put up, but you also get additional uh, bonus content, including our after show. We have a whole other show called Mysteries and Macabre at the $10 level. We also give you ad-free versions of the free show. If you want to skip those, you can do that over on Patreon. And we post other stuff as well. This month, we had a bunch of new subscribers. Who subscribed this week, Desi? Well, we had Chris, Carly, Amanda, Stephanie, Amy, Sandra, Shannon, Michael, Hannah, Kathy, Sour Skittles88, Allison, Katie, Stacy, Hannah, Michael, Jen, Christina, Liz, Carly, Phyllis, HJB, London, Abby, Kelly, Alex, Linda, and Kathleen.
1: Thank you. Thank you all so much. All right, Desi, this is America's Next Top Model, part one. As we've talked about, this show has had a revival in interest over the past two years. A lot of sources speculate it's because of the pandemic that people, when they were stuck inside initially, they started revisiting these old shows, and upon a Maybe second or even first time viewing of America's Next Top Model, we're like, "Wow, this show was really fucked up." Now we've both said before we watched it when it was originally on, mm-hmm. and both of us were like, "Oh yeah, we always knew it was fucked up." That was
0: part of why we tuned in every week because we couldn't believe what we were seeing. I mean, when you're watching, you're not watching reality TV to not see something fucked up, and that's still the case. A hundred percent. In fact, when they try to do things that are more wholesome, no one watches them. No. You want a villain and crazy stuff happening. Like, reality (laughs) TV is heightened. (laughs) Right. You're not watching reality, or that would be boring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's not to say that there aren't plenty of things that happened on this show that weren't awful and... Maybe we wouldn't see them on television today. It was the Wild Wild West era of reality television.
0: Yeah. But... And I'm not excusing any mean behavior or or anything like that. No. But, I mean, outside of the first season, you knew what you were (laughs) signed up for, right? Like, Well, we
1: are going to talk about in this episode... Some of the wilder moments from America's Next Top Model, this is not a comprehensive list. In fact, I I wrote so much for this episode that I told Desi that it's going to have to spill over into a two-parter. So if you think I forgot one of the big America's Next Top Model moments, stick around. Next week, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Next week, we will also talk about the aftermath of America's Next Top Model, legal cases against the show, as well as... A couple. Where are they now?s With contestants, judges, uh, a scandal with one of the designers who appeared on America's Next Top Model. Right. We're 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 including a lot of messy stuff now. My sources for this episode are the fact that I rewatched uh, approximately fourteen cycles of America's Next Top Model over the past
0: two months. Yeah. that's my official fucking source. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not my source, my only source, but i did I did rewatch this show and uh was riveted by it. I also watched a lot of YouTube interviews by Oliver Twixt. Oliver Twixt is a YouTube personality who has a ton of subscribers, and one thing he's one of the things he's done on his channel is he's interviewed like seventy to hundred different former contestants, Damn. He's gotten everyone. That's a lot. Like they all go on his show and it's, they're very entertaining. Uh, Most of the women that he interviews, like they spill all sorts of tea. So I got a lot of good info on that. I also read uh, this article that came out pretty recently last month in Business Insider called Tyra Banks Wanted America's Next Top Model to Fix Fashion. Now some contestants say the show was, quote, psychological warfare. Uh, That's by Kate Taylor. Let's get into it, because we got a lot to get to. America's Next Top Model premiered in May of 2003 on the now-defunct UPN network. An article in a May 2003 issue of the Los Angeles Times called the new reality show Fear Factor Mixed with American Idol. And I agree. Yeah. America's Next Top Model was what Fear Factor only wished it could be, in my opinion.
0: Right. I mean, the stunts were more chilling on Fear Factor because they were more physical, like you had to be with bugs. But Tyra was more uh, psychologically damaging.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes there were... And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the injuries. Right. Sustained. There were
0: very few, like there were definitely a few <laughs> stunts or shoots <laughs> that were more dangerous. And there even was a runway challenge with live cockroaches. Oh God. What season was
1: that? I it was the one with Jade. Do you remember Jade? Yeah, I do. Jade, I I don't remember this challenge though. That Jade sounds was, awful. Jade was one of the most iconic contestants. Her famous quote, I mean, she had a lot of famous quotes that cycle. But one of the things when she was talking about like her background, she was like, my dad's a black man, and my mother is a very exotic white woman. Oh, I remember Jade. <laughs> she was amazing. I remember Jade, yeah. So Top Model was hosted and created by supermodel Tyra Banks. Banks, of course, first broke on the scene in the early 90s doing high fashion runway and print work. In 1993, she became the face of CoverGirl. By the mid-90s, she was a household name, becoming the first black woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. She was also known for being one of Victoria's Secret's original angels. Needless to say, Tyra was one of the biggest models, and now she has her own reality show. The premise of Top Model was a nationwide search to find the next great American supermodel. The format of the show begins at Casting Week, where a group of around 30 girls who were selected from their audition tapes are flown out to meet with Tyra and the judges at a hotel or convention center. Oftentimes, this takes place in Los Angeles. The first episode of the show of each cycle is dedicated to narrowing down this group of around 30 girls to 12 or 13 girls who then go on to live in the model house and become part of the final cast. Cycle one actually had only 10 final girls who lived in the house. The first few seasons took place in America's fashion capital, which is New York City. But the location of the show changed to Los Angeles in cycle four. The show remained in LA for a while, but there were a few seasons that moved the competition back to New York. I always felt, I always was like irritated when it came to LA. That's how you know it wasn't serious.
0: A hundred percent. Can I just say where I first knew Tyra from was, remember when George Michael had a second video with models? Yes. And she was (laughs) in it. it. That's where I first knew her. And I was like, oh, he got like a second tier level. Because the first one, he had every big supermodel of the day in it. And this one was like a second tier.
1: (laughs) Right. But that, but yeah, because that video came out in 90 and she wasn't yet.
0: But that's where I first saw her. Yeah. And I remember she, she was wearing like a green... Like negligee rogue type thing. What was the name of that song? I can't remember. Someone's screaming right now. First of all, freedom (laughs) is one of the best songs of all time.
1: Like I was obsessed,
0: and and still when I hear that song, I'm like, this song. It's just it never it never is not good. It will always be a good song. And you think about Linda Evangelista. You think of all of them. All of them. Because it was like after he was in his sexy videos, (laughs) now he he like replaced them all. Uh, He was sort of rejecting pop stardom. We have to do a George Michael episode. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I love him. Me too. So anyway, that's where I first knew her from though.
1: So like I said, the location changed to Los Angeles in cycle four, but they did go back to New York after a few seasons. Each week, the girls compete in various challenges, including a weekly photo shoot. The photo shoots are then judged by a panel of judges, and the girl with the worst photo that week is sent home. Though the judging portion of the show lasts about 10 minutes, shooting the judging portion of the show took between 9 and 12 hours. Oh. So there would be hours of deliberation between the judges to determine who's getting sent home,
0: and these girls are waiting in this location between 9 and 12 hours. Also, the thing that's ridiculous about this is you pr- you know they already probably had made up their mind b- before the p- pics were even taken, like who would be on the chopping block probably. There's... And like very few things changed from their original... Like someone could have totally like, f- you know, flopped. Right. And they're like, fuck, we have to put her. Right. Uh, but I, I doubt that it was ever that much of a mystery. Also, Tyra always had the final say in these judgings. Yes. And she had clear favorites. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So even if that was like a bad week for one of her faves, they would always, I I feel like that section is used. It's like, who can I take down a notch? (laughs) Right. So it's the girl who's going home and then there's someone who's a favorite who's going to get taken down a notch. So those uh, judging sessions, I think were used a lot of times for that. Right. As well as putting a warning out there to other girls not to pull shit that the girl sent home did. Well, the judging... Tyra would ma- would bring the two bottom girls
1: in front of the panel, with the, t- the girls with the two worst pictures that week, and she always had the same formulaic speech that she would give. She'd go, I have two girls in front of me. One girl has a beautiful face, cheekbones, we love her. But her attitude... <laughs> It's just it would always be it would always be like, but when you refuse to be lowered into the pits of hell for this photo shoot,
0: we thought, bad attitude. Yeah. That's not gonna cut it in this industry. (laughs) And the second girl,
1: little wonky-eye looking, kind of quirky, but takes a fierce photograph.
0: This week, though. (laughs) This week that fierceness was gone. (laughs) It's air. It's almost like, who can we write the funniest little speech about this week? By the way, the song was Too Funky. Yes, Too Funky. (laughs) Sorry, I had to look it up.
1: Okay, that's right. So, yeah, you're right. It would always be kind of like the things
0: that you could tell Tyra just wanted to say out loud to these girls each week. Right, and it was like the classic backhanded compliment (laughs) stuff, right? Like you said, saying some positive things, but then saying this week that I was a little too wonky. (laughs) Like it was always just like... <laughs> it, was, it was like so mean, uh, but yes. So, <laughs> and trying to guess where she was going, right? too. Like sometimes it was just completely like what? Yeah, like, <laughs> and and how she would
1: reveal who the person who was staying is. She would turn the photograph over, and it would be the photo of the girl who was staying. Yes, because she would only have nine photographs, but there's ten girls here. Right. One time, though, however, <laughs> she did a fake out. And it, <laughs> this is the girl who's leaving. Yeah. One time she did a, and she always says their name. And when yeah. she says their name, that they means, go,
0: they go get their picture
1: that, yeah, yeah. that means that they're si- staying. But one time she was like, oh God, I forget the guy should have, I should have said, I should have wrote this down. But one time she said the girl's name, she was like, and, but this week, and she said her name like, and she was like. Anyway, it, she called the different girl and it was a fake out. But why did she do that just for fun? <laughs> she had to have because both girls were crying hysterically by the end of it. And.
0: Well, I think. Was it? That's what I'm curious. Was it intentional or was it a mistake they just left in and she like fixed it It and they just left it because it was too late?
1: I think she was fucking with them because she was like, she called like Alina was the one who ended up staying, but she said the other girl's name first. So the other girl thought she was staying. And then she like turned the picture over and she was like Alina. And Alina was like, I thought I was going home.
0: And she goes, you almost were. Oh, okay. See, I need to rewatch that okay. one. <laughs> I think that, that was so you know, well, it was close. <laughs> it was so mean. That's how we were to the last second we didn't know. Like she had some reasoning behind it. Yes. The other thing is too, it's like sometimes it wasn't necessarily the worst two photos. No. It was like do you know what I mean? We're that wasn't very into that. yeah, okay. We're gonna get into that.
1: So <laughs> Cycle One's panel of judges was Tyra, Janice Dickinson. Kamora Lee Simmons and Beau Kilian. I don't even remember. That's why he got cut.
0: <laughs> no one
1: knew. <laughs> From cycle two to four, the panel included Tyra, Janice Dickinson, Nigel Barker, and Jay Alexander. To me, this is the iconic judging panel. Yes.
0: Yes. This, when I think top model, I think of these four judges. Those four judges, uh, and sometimes Jay Manuel would be on. Would he be on the panel? no ever? he was only in the he was like the he was c- just the creator creative. of the things yeah that's the four J. That's J. The Alexander four. and Nigel Barker he was like a big he was people. the longest he was on
1: the longest of all the judges right besides Tyra obviously but when Janice Dickinson got fired and we'll get into that next episode, she was replaced by Paulina Poroskova. she was yes. When did oh, No, no, come? Twiggy. It was Twiggy. She, I'm sorry. I was like, well, I My missed mistake. the Paulina. <laughs> My mistake. She was replaced by Twiggy, and then when Twiggy got fired, she was replaced by Paulina. Okay, okay. And then Paulina got
0: fired. And then did they ever bring Janice back? Janice just came back for uh, Occasion, other things. like yeah. two times. Through, okay. And then they got Andre Leon Talley. Oh, yeah. Later. That was good.
1: Yeah. So anyway, those were like, to me, those are like the iconic group of judges. Of course, as we talked about, in our Janice Dickinson part two, she was known for her absolutely outrageous comments that she would make. You couldn't believe some of the shit that Janice said (laughs) to these women. When the cast of girls had dwindled to around five or six, the girls are then sent to a new location to finish the competition overseas. That was always like, we're in the final five. And Tyra would announce where they're going. Yes, and they all screamed. There's so much screaming in the show. And so cycle 1 they went to Paris, cycle 2 they went to Milan, cycle 3 they went to Tokyo. I feel like they started running out of fashion
0: capitals. Right. So they're like we're going to New Zealand. <laughs> That's true. They they hit But why not just go back? I I've, mean, it's crazy look Desi it's like the bachelor where Tyra wants to go (laughs) yeah she (laughs) was
1: Thailand they did go to Thailand (laughs) so uh in okay it's it's a big deal if you make it to the overseas part of the show it always sucks for the girl who gets cut right before that happens yes and Tyra will usually announce where the overseas location is right before somebody gets cut yeah so everyone's screaming like oh my god Tokyo, and the other girl still crying and in the corner. She's like, "Not you, Diane." <laughs> so the prizes for winning top model were different in the first two seasons. In cycle one, the winner of that cycle, Adrian Curry, received a contract with Wilhelmina, a contract with Revlon, and a spread in Marie Claire magazine. According to Adrian, the contract with Revlon amounted to her modeling makeup for a room full of executives. There was no print <laughs> <laughs> ad. There was no money. She didn't get money. Like it was literally her like going in, I mean like I'm wearing Revlon makeup. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, not at all. So there was no cash prize attached to it. Cycle two's winner, who was Joanna House, received a similar prize. She got a contract with IMG, a spread in Jane magazine. Ooh. Very hot magazine at the time. And a cosmetic campaign with Sephora. Now she probably did get paid for the Sephora job because they actually did do
0: like a print campaign. Also, Joanna was more of a beauty model. Like she fits that. Yeah. For sure.
1: By cycle three, the CoverGirl prize became... That's when that... Yeah, that's uh when that happened. So by cycle three, CoverGirl Cosmetics became the sponsor of Top Model. In addition to the magazine spread and the modeling agency contract, the prize now included a $100,000 contract with CoverGirl. The final three girls of each cycle would take a cover girl like they would do a cover girl test shoot and be judged on who was the best and that would help determine who was right. who was going to be America's next top model. It would basically be what their ad would be when right. they won. Yeah, what their print ad would be, but they would also have to do like a video ad which Oh yeah, the they, commercial. They were all cuz none of these girls are actresses. No, very few girls they did were well. Not it was it was Hard to watch because they were all fumbling. They're like, here's your lines, go. And they just have to be like, know how to act on camera. Yeah. No Under one, that pressure. No one was prepared for this. So whoever won that cycle would have their CoverGirl photo used in the CoverGirl campaign. And I think CoverGirl probably had a hand in, like, yeah,
0: we want that girl. Oh, well, I think I read something where Janice said that they they did decide who the final winner was. Right. While the CoverGirl
1: campaign photo shoot was tame and wholesome, one of the things that Top Model became infamous for was its ridiculous photo shoot concepts. Yeah. There was some real stupid shit.
0: I think, (laughs) look, they had to make it cool every, like a different one every (laughs) week. They couldn't just do like, here we are modeling for Talbot's. Right. They were always over the top. J. Manuel, he, he had free reign, apparently, <laughs> uh, and he was going to do every little thing that came into his head.
1: I don't know where he came up with some of these ideas because
0: when they weren't offensive, they were just stupid as hell. Honestly, the stupid ones were more offensive sometimes because <laughs> it was like, what are you even thinking? Like, this is going to look like shit. No one could do a good job under these circumstances. Like, it was always like, I, I just, I can't remember specifically, but it would be like, look calm. <laughs> your face needs to be calm. And you're like standing on the edge of a skyscraper. Like, do you know what I mean? It would be like some insane circumstances where it would be virtually impossible to yes. have a calm expression on your face. <laughs> so
1: cycle four contestant the iconic tiffany richardson recently said in an interview with oliver twixt that every single photo shoot they did was quote some dumbass shit yeah i mean he went down look we're going to talk about tiffany next episode because there's a lot to get to but (laughs) i was dying laughing during her interview with oliver twixt because he went down a run through of like all the photo shoots they did and she was like Dumb as hell. Dumb yeah. as hell. She's like, they were all dumb. She, she was like,
0: I didn't like any of them. They were all stupid. It was just like, it wasn't fashion, high fashion. It was like, I don't know what it was. It yeah. was TV. It was, it was TV. for TV.
1: Some of the most talked about photo shoots of Top Model are what the show referred to as their race bending shoots. Yeah, These shoots involved the models being made up to look like other races, including white women wearing black and brown face, light-skinned black women being painted darker, notably Siamara in Cycle 2 being made to emulate Grace Jones, which she was, like, uncomfortable with and, and right. spoke on it. One white woman in Cycle 4 named Brittany was painted dark and wore an afro for a Got Milk photo shoot. That's right. <laughs> What? And they had to pose with children, like with toddlers for this shoot. Ugh. So,
0: obviously... Wait, it was, were they all got milk? It was all... It was got milk. This was what the shoot was for. Why would you combine that with race... Bending, bending uh, photo shoots. Like that seems like it because, would not, you don't need the combo. Well, Top Model loved doing combos of absurd shit. Cause it's like, who's sponsoring us this week? Got Milk Race Bending.
1: Yeah. Let's be, let's associate them with, with the, uh, with blackface. Yeah. Great. In 2009, Cycle 13 contestants were made to do a biracial photo shoot that saw many of the models being painted to look several shades darker than their natural skin tone. The biracial shoot made the news and was slammed by a lot of people at the time, causing Tyra to release a statement that she said, I want to be very clear. I in no way put my models in blackface. I am a black woman. I'm proud. I love my people and the struggle that we have gone through continues oh, I'm sorry, I love my people and the struggle that we have gone through continues and the last thing that I would ever do is be a part of something that degraded my race. She also apologized, I'm sorry to anyone who watched Top Model and was offended by the pictures because they didn't understand the real story behind them or even if you did see the whole episode and you were still offended, I truly apologize because that's not my intention. So t- obviously, the biracial, did she lighten? No, it was all, like, everyone was, like, made darker in this photo shoot.
0: So she didn't have any black women left in the competition at that point? There that were she black, lightened?
1: There no, but they wore, like, you're um, Russian and Ethiopian,
0: so you're going to be wearing, like, a Russian hat and, okay or whatever. So like, it wasn't, it was not necessarily biracial, it was, like. By culture, <laughs> or, or I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, because anyway, it's, yeah, this obviously okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I I've seen other ones she's done before. So
1: obviously, this made a big splash at the time. But of course, this was one of the things that was brought up in the past two years again. Of like, whoa, like I can't believe like it was talked yeah. about again because it was a very controversial. What the fuck? Photo what shoot. season was that? Thirteen. Okay, that was the petite I saw season, it. which. The what season? They did a petite season. Oh. And it was models five, seven, and under.
0: Oh. Who won that one? Do you remember? She was really cute. I think her
1: name was Nicole. She had red hair. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. Um, so, like I said, the black and brown face photo shoots of America's Next Top Model continue to be some of the most talked about shoots of the show's history. Not every photo shoot was problematic. Some were just stupid. Yeah, like I said before, actually a lot of them were stupid. Some seemed downright dangerous, purely designed for reality show drama. In cycle 2, the models did a shoot in an abandoned warehouse where they were dangled via harness over a hole that plunged down several stories. <gasps> and there was no net below.
0: Keep your face calm. <laughs>
1: And this harness, like they were all sharing the same harness and this looked like a harness they rented that just
0: looked very, to me, I would be afraid. That sounds like something where someone dies and then afterwards everyone's like, well, yeah. (laughs) Like they just got lucky though in this shoot. Right. Because you always see these harness situations where someone gets severely injured or dead and it's like, shit, like I would have never gone in that. But these people are under this pressure to do that. I mean, I feel that way too when I watch shows like The Bachelor, right, where they have to do these trust exercises. And I was like, I'm not ziplining with some himbo. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But they were like, if you if you if believe in love, it, you would do it. It's just like, no. Well, and one of the
1: unspoken rules on, Amer- on America's Next Top Model is like, you do not miss a photo shoot, no matter what it is. No. If you say no to a photo shoot, you go home. Yeah. So they did do this shoot. Many of the girls were very nervous doing it, but it was 18-year-old Katie who was absolutely visibly terrified mm. because she was hysterically crying before and during her shoot. Now, she was a crier. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know if I would cry, but I would be definitely shaking and, and afraid. But this, this is the girl who got all of her hair chopped off and was in hysterics at the salon. What season is this? C- cycle two.
0: Oh, cycle two. Oh, Katie. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, she was like the youngest one. Okay. She was 18 years old. In cycle seven, the remaining girls posed in a freezing cold swimming pool, causing contestant Carrie D to get hypothermia. As she's floating in the pool, her teeth are chattering. You can see them chattering. Yeah, And she's saying, it's cold, it's, I'm too cold, I'm too cold. And Tyra is standing above her, like supervising the shoot, and she's yelling from above, come on Carrie D, you're from Fargo. Really? So <laughs> Carrie D. is finally pulled out of the water after it appears, okay, she looks like she's
0: turning blue. She Didn't looks, she have other health issues too? Carrie D.? She might have. I think she had some she other... She had psoriasis. Oh, okay, maybe I'm thinking I don't know that. if that would contribute to that. No.
1: But um, so Tyra's like, come on, Carrie D., come on. But finally they pull her out. She gets wrapped up in blankets. And then Tyra goes up to her and goes, you should have told us, you, sh- you need to listen to your body. Like, when a- <laughs> they would always do that. They would right. always be like, why didn't you tell us that your foot was burning off? You
0: need to voice... <laughs> <Seriously>. voice. <laughs>
1: you need Just to because I was up. yelling
0: you to, to deal with it. To su- <laughs> then say, be hot, not cold.
1: <laughs> In cycle seven, the girls had a shoot where they had to emulate model stereotypes Some of the tropes the girls had to portray was... Oh, this one was great. I know. (laughs) It was the narcissistic model, the diva model, the dumb blonde model. And then there were two girls who had to portray different eating disorders. I remember the bulimia. What dude? One so one of the girls posed as an anorexic model. So they're like, let's glam up anorexia. Yeah. this debilitating disease and make it hot. Let's make yeah. it fierce. Let's make it fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Another girl posed as bulimia and her shoot wasn't just problematic, it was also gross cuz the shoot—it's her in a bathroom stall, sitting on a toilet with a pained look on her face, with fake barf and mushed-up food all over her. And she had to look hot.
0: And yeah, they're like, "Look hot." This is very um, Abby Lee, totally. Like, the, I could picture Abby Lee doing a whole bulimia-themed dance yeah. with like eight-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, didn't she do a nine-eleven dance? Oh uh, yes, <laughs> and she had other ones too that were like, "Come on, like." <laughs> We have to get into that show at some point. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: like I said, it, it wasn't just that it was problematic. It also was just like gross. I felt bad for who was this girl. the girl.
0: Do you remember who the bulimic It model? was the two twins. Oh, God. I forgot about that. There were two twins that season. Oh, they just, like, I like thinking, I love getting into the mind of Tyra and J. Manuel because you know they're evil together and just thinking, like, we'll do tw- the twins, we'll do eating, both of them will do an eating disorder. <laughs> Like picturing them coming up with these and being like, that's genius. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes.
1: <laughs> they also had another girl pose as the drug addicted model. and oh. She literally had like, they put track marks on her yeah. and she was like slumped over like, Ugh. you're a broken doll. Yeah, you're- <laughs> That was always the directive they gave for posing. You're a broken doll. You're a broken doll. <laughs> Ugh. Cycle four contestant, Kenya had a troubling experience on set in South Africa when one of the male models that she was posing with began groping her. <gasps> she spoke up about it on set and was like, "I'm being sexually assaulted on set right now." Yeah. Like he was groping her, he was like li- During
0: the shoot, like during the pictures. During the shoot, yeah.
1: he's groping her and he's like licking her ear and yeah. like sniffing like it was it was over the line, right? So she speaks up about it on the shoot. She gets told to suck it up. <gasps> While they're shooting. Later at panel, she was told a similar thing by the judges because they're like, you're, you're not there in your photo shoot. She's like, yeah, I was being sexually assaulted. And they're yeah. like, when you're on... And Tyra gives her a little... When you're on spe- set and a model's grabbing your titties against your will, you got to suck it up. Unbelievable. So Kenya told business... Uh, wait, no, she didn't tell business Insider. She told... Uh, what did she who did she tell this to? She, I think she told Business Insider, she said, it's not about being uncomfortable, but I feel that there was a line that was being crossed. No, she said that on the show. Yeah. She said that on the show on Top Model. Okay. That same trip, Kenya was humiliated a second time in South Africa when she was made to dress up as an elephant. They all had to be <laughs> these. <laughs> They, they, all. This is. They all had to be these like sexy animals, right? Uh-huh.
0: And they're like Kenya, you're the elephant, and it's like it can always seem very punitive sometimes too. You complained during the sexy photo shoot. Now you're an elephant. <laughs> it was even deeper than that because Kenya had been repeatedly
1: chastised for gaining weight during the
0: competition. Oh,
1: and. They so the fact, and she was really self conscious about it. And you know, we see these girls in between. Yeah. We see them in their apartment. We see them when they're not doing like they're yes. talking. Like we we know what's going on with them. This was something that was she was really self conscious about. The judges had berated her about. Oh, you gained. I don't know. Maybe she gained a couple pounds or something. But then the fact to add insult to injury, like you're going to be the elephant, right? So it felt like it was, it appeared at
0: least that it was a deliberate mocking choice to yeah. make. To well, p- everything is deliberate. They didn't just draw names from a hat. No. And be like, okay, Keen is the elephant. And and to be honest, if that happened from drawing from a hat, someone should have been like, well, we always call her fat. Like, let's right. not put her with the elephant. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if there was any sense of like fucking humanity on this show, totally. which there wasn't, but... Cycle 10 featured a ridiculously
1: tone-deaf shoot in which the girls were dressed up to look homeless. Oh. It was like a sexy homeless people shoot. <laughs> broken doll. Broken doll. <laughs> you're by the dumpster, but you're a broken doll. <laughs> like, what the hell? Cycle, a Cycle 2 photo shoot had the girls posing submerged in a tank of water. Originally, this shoot featured a shark. Swimming (gasps) in the tank with the girls. See, that's where I'd be like, "Bye, send me home." So, this idea was only axed at the last minute because they production discovered that some of the girls were on their period. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. But if they weren't on their period, they would have had to pose in that tank with a shark in this underwater shoot. Tyra, use that blood, swirl it (laughs)
0: around. Kyra would have gone in with her period, and she would have made a beautiful swirl around her face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a dangerous shoot, but certainly a memorable one. It was in Cycle 5 when the girls had to do a photo shoot with the Wild Boys. It was Steve-O and, oh and Wee Man. This was Lisa D'Amato's season. She was...
0: Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa,
1: Lisa. We'll get into her next week. Yeah, Lisa, but we're going to talk about her for a minute here. She was known for being a lot during her I cycle. remember her
0: being into it. She was really
1: into it and she did take some very beautiful photos, but her personality really turned off a lot of the girls in the house and she was like, she was the alcoholic of the group. She's right? obnoxious. She was pretty obnoxious. So Lisa sees that one of the girls is getting attention. Nicole was getting attention from Stevo, uh-huh. and she kind of like wants to
0: be the center of attention. She thinks she has a personality. That's Lisa's problem. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, I have the best personality, but she just has a lot of personality, and it's not good.
1: Yeah, so I think it appears in this episode that she's getting jealous that Stevo is like into Nicole and talking to Nicole, and Nicole's and- very cute.
0: Yeah, and, and she's like laughing. the winner, I think,
1: right? She won yeah. that cycle. So Lisa says come Lisa leaves then she comes back and she's wearing a diaper. Oh god. And she says, "Hey, I'm wearing a diaper. Should I pee? <laughs> Should I pee in it?" And everyone's like, "No, no." And she's like, "I'm going to pee." And she <laughs> takes a piss in the diaper and there's piss <laughs> dribbling
0: between her legs.
1: She <laughs> pees in a diaper. On this I mean, Wait,
0: that's like a classic misguided <laughs> attempt at attention well, that you're supposed to stop doing at age four. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, no one's paying attention to me. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do.
1: You I'm going to go get a
0: diaper on and come back in. I'm going to be like, is ever, does everyone want me to pee? Thinking everyone's going to be like, yeah, pee. And everyone's like, no, no. But it, then you have to pee anyway, because that's your whole bit. <laughs> I mean, and she's expecting, like, oh, it's like
1: jackass guys. They're going to think it's rad. And everyone's like, that is disgusting.
0: Right. And it's like, that's another example of, we've talked about this before, how you can't just be wild and dirty. There has to be more to it. Otherwise, it's just not funny or entertaining. And yeah. she just thinks, oh, FIP and a diaper. <laughs> That's interesting <laughs> because it's crazy and it's like, no, just crazy. Everyone. Especially when no one wants you. It's not the vibe of the room.
1: Nobody, nobody
0: wa- else is wearing a diaper or peeing. nobody
1: wanted it. They were just <laughs> hanging out. This is like,
0: like, I could see it maybe working in another circumstance, but not in
1: this one. This is how I know there had to have been some producer, like wanting Lisa to make it far because any other can, because Lisa took stunning photographs, any other contestant who had subpar photographs, would have been reprimanded that week at panel by Tyra and sent
0: home. But she ended up going to the right. the overseas Well, train. and here's Lisa. The thing with Lisa is she was older and she really wanted to be a model. Yes. So she practiced a ton. Like yeah. She knew how to take a photograph because she literally practiced all the fucking time. She
1: was a model before... America's Next Top Model. Oh, she was? She was a print model in like 17 and she did stuff. I mean, not like a big
0: model, but she Right, she She did model, but then she fell off. So this was like her attempt to kind of finally go big. Yeah. And I guess it worked because she did... I mean, she's more famous, at least for being. Yeah. But wait, where did she get the diaper from? Do you I think remember? it was one of
1: the, the Wild Boys had a diaper on set. I see.
0: They had it. So she took their diaper.
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm wearing your diaper. Should and Weeboy is like,
0: that's my diaper. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need that for my bit. So uh, another memorable shoot was Tyra's music video in cycle two. Ugh. Tyra had a brief period in time where she wanted to be a recording artist who doesn't and the girls had to be backup dancers for Tyra's 2004 song Shake Your Body mm. most of these women didn't have any dancing experience but part of the challenge was looking like a hot but very high fashion yeah. video vixen like that was part of this challenge was like we don't want you to just to be some video hoe you have to be like high fashion
0: I like how Tyra's like, how can I get free models in my video? Oh, I'll make it a challenge for my show. Absolutely. Con- Cycle 2 contestant Mercedes later
1: said of the shoot, why are we, Why were we doing this music video? This is shameless self-promotion. This is dumb. They I all mean, that's knew- the whole show, is Tyra self-promotion. <laughs> in an interview with Oliver Twixt, Cycle two winner Joanna called the music video quote one of the worst experiences of my life. Wow. I think she ate shit during that music video. Like she actually fell. She slipped and fell. Oh. And that was part of And Joanna doesn't seem like she could dance. No. I'm just saying. (laughs) She, She could not dance. During panel, Tyra would present the girls with their best photo out of 50 or so frames that they took from that week's challenge. According to Judge Nigel Barker, they absolutely did not always pick the girl's best photo. Like he, he said, I had nothing to do with what best picture was chosen. He said to Oliver Twixt in a 2021 interview, he said Tyra picked them and sometimes production.
0: So, so sometimes they probably wanted a bad picture. Absolutely.
1: Let's take a break here. We got lots more to get to after the break. We'll see you in a bit. Not only were there dangerous photo shoots, but the runway challenges could be dangerous as well. Cycle 7 contestant Eugenia Washington was injured on one of the many absurd runways that models were made to walk on throughout the show. This runway consisted of a series of floating planks on the water. The planks would tilt when the models
0: walked on them. I know exactly that feeling.
1: So, It wasn't just a single floating plank, it was like a segmented series of planks. And so these were so you'd step on (laughs) Mm -hmm. one and it would tip to one side, and add to the fact that each model is wearing sky high stilettos and very tight clothing. Like the clothing was very restrictive in this particular show as well. So this is like two things stacked against them. Getting across this runway of doom was a tall order. And not realistic to anything you would ever see in a high fashion show. No. No designer is putting clothes out there that are at risk of being soaked by water.
0: It's like that show Wipeout. (laughs)
1: Literally, some of the (laughs) runway
0: challenges were like Wipeout. Like walking across huge bouncy balls. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So one of the models carefully inched across the plank runway with a titty hanging out. I think it was D, Carrie D. Right. Like, <laughs> she couldn't do anything about it because she's just focusing on not falling into the water. Nearly every model that had to walk this runway wobbled and tripped. But Eugenia fell off the runway and into the water, hitting her knee mm-hmm. on the plank as she Ouch. went down. Ouch. And you could hear this crack. I know that hitting that knee, it hurts like hell. Oh, my God. They even, when she fell, they even played a silly record scratch
0: sound. Like Uh, when she, I mean, she's she's getting seriously injured and
1: they're like, Like,
0: start playing the Benny,
1: Benny Hill Hill theme. (laughs) theme. (laughs) It was so mean. Uh, Eugenia still has scars (gasps) on her knee from, from this incident. She told business insider, I felt like my life was being put on the line for ratings. Another stupid runway challenge the girls had to do was in cycle 14 in which the girls had to walk between two gigantic swinging pendulums. Ugh. So this runway was for Rachel Roy's runway show, mm-hmm. not her real runway show, it was for the she, show. Yeah. She's like, wear my clothes. And this runway was like a regular one day runway except these huge th- two swinging pendulums mm. like, and they're not on a timer or anything, they're just going and they yeah. look heavy. So, Alexandra, one of the contestants, actually fell before she even got onto the runway. They had to like descend this huge flight of stairs first to get oh to the God. runway. So she falls ass first. So she Jason Derilloed. She, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she, you know, when
0: you slip on your heel and you mm-hmm. just fall on your butt. Believe slide me. all down the stairs. I, I would be these girls in these challenges. I'd be falling all over the place. Yeah.
1: Then she. Gets to the runway, she's walking the runway, and one of the swinging pendulums smacks her in the ass (gasps) and sent her scurrying for a few seconds before she fell completely off the runway.
0: Oh my God. It was
1: humiliating.
0: That sounds awful. And she
1: had to literally climb up onto the runway and finish it. And did she have to
0: look fierce when she climbed up? (laughs)
1: Like I like to picture them still trying to work it. They're always like scolded, like, you broke. It's like, yeah, I broke my ankle.
0: Yeah, I broke my ankle. Well, I, you could have still looked fierce, right? <laughs> you could have smiled. <laughs> sm- I saw the pain. You should have smiled.
1: <laughs> in cycle three, Amanda, who was legally blind, oh god, we're going to talk about more of that later, was one of the was among the models that season who had to walk this twisty runway in a dark room. This was, like I said, another runway that would never exist. No, in like a real no. catwalk. She asked the producers if she could see the runway beforehand because she's like, I really can't see that well. Can I just get a look at it so I can sort of map it out? And they're like, no.
0: It's like, what don't you get about legally blind? Like she's not making it <laughs> Yeah, up. I'm not joking You have here. to actually be like, they have to like make sure it's legal. Like, yeah.
1: I mean. So she fortunately did not fall or have any injuries, but she told Oliver Twixt in her recent interview with him They wanted a bitch to fall. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they absolutely wanted me to fall. Amanda made it to the top three in her cycle of top model. I really liked her. I I, did too. I thought she was interesting. She's remembered by her long ice blonde hair and her piercing blue eyes, but also for her very memorable introduction on the show. During casting week, she stood before the group of models Half of them had just been cut from the show and would not be moving into the model house. But Amanda had an announcement that she needed to make to everyone. And that announcement was, I'm legally blind. The models gasped as dramatic music was played. She continued, and I will be completely blind by the time I am 30. People start screaming. And it was like this very dramatic scene.
0: (laughs) Do you remember that? I I vaguely remember... Yes, I vaguely remember. Is she blind fully blind now? No, I don't think so, but she still has vision issues. Right, but in that dramatic announcement she made it seem like she would be fully blind. I know this is like this is like my uh context for that scene because I was obsessed with Little House on the Prairie and Mary the sister in Little House goes blind at some point. <laughs> Right. So that was what I was thinking. Is like, oh, she's going to have some points, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse, and then right. she'll be completely blind at some point.
1: Right. So I mean, I I know that she still struggles with her vision today, but look, she could have been given a
0: diagnosis that w- they didn't know. Like it was possible that she it would was be- possible, or and I wonder if the show made her make it more dramatic. Well, she
1: wanted to tell the girls like right away and didn't want to make this huge big, annou- like. Staged announcement of it all, but she wanted to let everyone know ahead of time in case, like, okay, if I'm have weird social cues because I didn't see you or in this right. eye or whatever. Like, I also think people don't know what legally blind means. Yeah, I think she just wanted to like give everyone a heads up. It was like a very wholesome reason for right. why she wanted to just give everyone a heads right. up. In the I beginning. might not
0: notice you if you're on my peripheral like vision or stuff like that. But and she yeah. wanted to like tell people. But production was like,
1: hold that thought. Yeah. We want to get everyone here <laughs> and film it and have this like big announcement. And she even was like announcing it. So she ended up announcing it to the, this group of girls in casting who had just gotten cut. So it's like, well, what's the point of that? They're not going to be in the house with her. Because they needed more gasps. They needed... I mean, it was the way they filmed it. It was like she announced like, uh,
0: you know, I just robbed a bank. And everyone's like, <gasps> Because I think they think she meant I'm blind whereas legally blind is different yeah. than being fully blind. So I think that was the reaction. Do you know what I mean? Like I I mean I think if you hear legally blind and you don't know the distinction, not that you have good vision when you're legally blind, obviously you don't. But I think they're like she's been blind this whole time. Do you know what I was, mean? Like it it's was, weird. It
1: was just it was just dumb. It was just supposed to be this like big like, "Oh my god, and she's like, "No, I just wanted to let everyone know."
0: Yeah. I mean, it's clearly not her decision because production would have had to put that together. Yeah. The
1: models who suffered injuries while on top model were often told to brush it off and get over it at panel. Adrienne Curry didn't have a runway disaster, but in her season, she became deathly ill at one point. Yeah. She was like vomiting and and like had a fever. She was fucked up. Yeah, I just watched that season. So you remember that. She got completely fucked up. She was rushed to the hospital, but she forced herself to pull it together for panel so she wouldn't be eliminated. And she's literally in panel shivering under a blanket, yeah, like just standing there. There was always this big threat of elimination if you missed out on some aspect of the show for whatever reason. I mean, it could be like this big deal, and it would be like, you didn't show up. Tyra would be like, why didn't you show up?
0: Right, and there was no excuse that would be good
1: enough. Never. Danielle from Cycle 6 became seriously ill while in Thailand for the overseas portion of the show. She was taken to the hospital but checked herself out despite still being very sick to make it to a photo shoot in the jungle where she posed on top of an elephant. That's right. Now, her photo was stunning, and she did end up winning that season. She had the gap tooth, right? Danielle had the gap tooth, that and that's also a very famous moment (laughs) because because Tyra told her to close the gap in her teeth and she's Mm -hmm. like I like my gap yeah why would I close it I like it it's part of my who I am also
0: there's a very famous model who had a gap tooth Lauren Hutton so you'd think Tyra would be on board with that at this point right and people say
1: that there was like a racist element to that because there was a model a white model on Cycle 15 who had a gap in her tooth and Tyra was like let's widen that gap that that's right so Danielle refused to have her gap closed and look i agree with her i i like gap teeth i mean i like te- i don't te- teeth don't need to be perfect
0: i don't have a i in fact i find teeth when they get too perfect and capped that they look creepy yeah. Like they're supposed to be different. I don't think there's anything wrong
1: with having different teeth.
0: No. It, it's also something I never think about or notice, Yeah, really, unless uh, it's like super unusual. Right. But it's usually the super white, overly capped ones that I notice as Same. being odd. Yeah.
1: So that was like a big controversial thing during her cycle. She did end up winning. But top model injuries weren't just sustained from photo shoots and runway challenges. Sometimes the injuries happened as a result of the makeovers. At the beginning of each season, the girls are taken to a salon and given makeovers meant to transform them from pretty girls to supermodels.
0: This is like my favorite episode of the show. It's the best episode and I love the reveals. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so good. (laughs) Because sometimes it's like, wow, that is an improvement or sometimes. that looks really great. like, Or, you know, it took them from country girl to model. like, Right.
1: Now, none of the girls had a say in their new look at all. Yeah. It's all up to Tyra and production what their makeover is going to be. And if you complain about it, that's a no-no. You're scolded and you're shamed if you, if you voice any complaints about it. While some of these makeovers, like you said, ended up being good, the show is famous for producing cosmetic disasters, whether it's an extreme haircut or a bad dye job or bleached eyebrows, which Mm -hmm. happens a lot on the show. There's been some really shitty makeovers over the years, some of them even causing pain and injury to the the contestants. Mm -hmm. Michelle from Cycle 4 was left with open sores on her scalp after the stylist on the show aggressively bleached her hair. That's the other thing. Like a lot of the times these girls who have brown hair will go from like brunette to ice blonde hair in one day, which is like very hard hard on your scalp and on your hair. It's very hard to do that. You usually need like... If you have dark hair, you usually need like a series of visits to the salon to get that color. But they're like, they have, you know, a day to do it. So Michelle... Also suffered another injury that season, unrelated to the makeovers, but this was a big part of that season. She appeared to
0: come down with a flesh-eating bacteria. Ugh. Look, this has nothing to do with her illnesses and stuff. I just couldn't stand Michelle though. Really? <laughs> yeah, I hated her. I mean, I didn't want her to be sick, or I didn't hate her in that way where I was mm. like, good. Um, she just was irritating and I didn't find her to be that attractive, like a good model to yeah. me. I just I just she was not my favorite.
1: So she developed but that was gross. She developed sores all over her face and body, and they had to be covered with heavy makeup. And this was like a humiliating experience for her because all the girls in the house were like, "She has a, a flesh eating flesh eating virus. Like her skin's falling off, and like, yeah, she was. You know, everyone was staying away from her in the house, and they were right. ca- calling their moms and their grandmas on the phone. Well, like, that's a
0: scary sounding thing." Right? Yeah. Like they Is were, it, yeah. They thought she was
1: like turning into a zombie or something. So, fortunately for Michelle, she was taken to a doctor and prescribed medication for what ended up being impetigo. So, it was a treatable condition, but she wouldn't be able to pose with the real-life toddlers that they had for the Blackface Got Milk shoot. I mean, she, that worked out. <laughs> she had to pose with a baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> More than a few girls were given bad weaves that caused scalp bleeding or rashes. I mean, this was looked, some of this shit looked really painful. Cycle eight contestant Brittany's red weave had to be cut out of her hair because of the welts that had developed on her scalp. Do you remember? Okay, Brittany, they sewed in a red weave to Brittany's hair and she did not know how to maintain it or it was a cheap weave. Because she just looked like Bozo the Clown more and more each progressive episode. Like it just looked like shit yeah. as the days as the weeks went on.
0: I I I'm sure I and mean, I know I saw that cycle.
1: Brittany cycle eight. Cycle
0: eight, Brittany. I'm gonna look it up while you go on. And and obviously getting a weave installed if it's if it's braided into your hair, it can it can be very painful. Yeah. I mean those look really tight too. Like do you know how like I've never had extensions. Have you? I have. I had, I but I had the glue on extensions. So it's not. Okay. It I always like, picture that feeling like, you know, when you have like a ponytail really tight <laughs> and then you take it out at the end of the day and you're, it feels really good. Yes. I feel like that must be what it, to have like a bad tight weave or extensions, you probably really feel the hair pulling. Yeah. It must be so painful if it's not done correctly. And
1: hers was like not done correctly.
0: Oh, Yeah, okay, I remember her. Also, why did they, couldn't they have just done, dyed her hair red? That's, I mean, that's the thing is sometimes, occasionally they would, uh,
1: occasionally, if something was like really drastic, they would undo a model's makeover after the fact and be like, and it's like, well, it looks the same as it like, why didn't you just keep it like it was before and just dye it?
0: Yeah, I do feel like they did things during these makeovers to be extreme. Of course. uh, For sure.
1: So an example of them going back on a makeover was Jael from season eight, who I loved. She sat through nine hours of painful weave installation before Tyra took a look at it. And she was like, "Mm, I don't like it. And it was cut (sighs) out that same day. But she was in the salon for nine hours crying because it was painful getting this weave put in. This doesn't seem right it was not it was not right and they're like mm, we're just going to keep your hair like pretty much the same just cut it a little like we're just going to cut it a little bit yeah but Ugh. she had like oh i was furious on her behalf some of the show's black contestants have spoken out about how ill equipped the stylists were at working with black hair cycle 1's ebony told oliver twix that the stylist fucked up her and fellow contestant robin's hair during their makeovers both her and robin are black women Ebony's makeover consisted of shaving her head, and she said the stylist couldn't even do that properly. Really? As for Robin, while her hair was being dyed, it started turning green,
0: (gasps) which obviously wasn't the intended effect. I remember Robin, too. It was, like, lighter brown Yeah. It wasn't even like a dramatic difference. And they couldn't even do that right.
1: Ebony said to Oliver Twix, this is supposed to be a top salon in New York. According to her, the stylist started panicking when they saw Robin's hair turning green. So they made a phone call. And soon after, a black man with a suitcase entered the (laughs) salon. He's like,
0: I'm this guy. He's a stylist. He's
1: like, I'm here to save the day.
0: But it's like, why not have him to begin with? Do you know what I mean? It's just like crazy. It it makes you think part of it's like some cruel prank or something. Also, how do you fuck? Like,
1: (sighs) anyway. Yeah. So he, this stylist, he sits down to Ebony. He turns to her and he says, what happened to you, honey? Like, he knows like, oh, they fucked up her hair.
0: I can't even. Were they trying to shave her very close or completely bald? I can't remember. They were trying to
1: shave her bald, but like they didn't wash the gel out of her hair, and so it was like her ripping her hair. Ugh. It was really painful, yeah. and she's like, "I can just do it myself." Yeah. She said that later when she got back to their house, she just got a Bic razor from the drugstore and shaved it herself. Yeah, she's like, "I can do this." It's crazy. This is, you're going to yes. fuck they it need up. Need a professional
0: for that. <laughs>
1: Then there were the makeovers that were just straight-up ugly. Brenda of Cycle 14 had her bright red hair chopped off into a style that resembled Miranda from Season 1 of Sex and the City. You know that haircut? I know that one. Okay, look. Season 1. Season 1 of Sex and the City, now, Brenda was frequently chastised by the judges for looking old in her pictures. It's like, yeah, look you what haircut you... gave her like you- a, a, a Scott soccer mom haircut <laughs> or whatever. They, like- they gave her a total soccer mom haircut. She looked like shit. She was this beautiful girl. And they're like, we're going to... Not only that, but they also like dyed her eyebrow... Like she had very thin eyebrows, but they also dyed them bright red to match her hair. So it looked kind of like when old ladies have like yes. bright red eyebrows. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, people are always like, you should put red dye on. To me, no. I was like, no, I don't. I do no. like taupe. Like, you don't put red. No one has red eyebrows. Like, no, that's not. It natural. doesn't exist. Like, if you're doing that as a statement, that's
1: fine. It's different. But yeah. this, I'm just saying. She, she looked like this woman. I. Oh. I love this woman, but she looked like this woman who worked at the dance shop in Marin County. This, like, where you get, if you're a dancer when you're a kid, you go to the shop. Yeah. She looked like the woman who owned that store. And I, (laughs) with that, the same hair
0: color and cut. I mean, I think the makeovers are similar to the fashion shoots. They always wanted to have a few insane ones in the mix because most of them were just like, we're going to cut it a little shorter and make it a shade darker. Like, it was more basic, kind of just to heighten. Uh, something about them but some of there was always a few each round that were absolutely uh, out of control.
1: Right. Like they gave this woman Marvita in cycle 10 this mullet like extensions. Oh God. And she look like a horse
0: mullet. Even with Amanda the legally blind model I thought Tyra was creepy the way she <laughs> she did that one as well. Cause it was like your your eyes <laughs> with this. It was like she was trying to make her into some character from Lord of the Rings yeah. or something. <laughs> it was just very weird. Uh, yeah. Like, even though she did look beautiful, like it did work, but it still, it, <laughs> it was the way Tyra spoke about it
1: that was weird. And it always sucked for the model who got a hideous makeover and then was sent home the next, that week. So it's like, well, now you're not on the show anymore and yeah. you're stuck with this ugly ass You did it fucking, for nothing. Right. We
0: cut all your beautiful red long hair. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like crazy. So Brenda, the one with the bad red short
1: haircut, She was teased constantly by the fellow models in the house. They called her Chucky. Unrelated to the makeover was a very iconic line from Brenda. She was fighting with another model in the car, like on the way to a shoot or something. And this model calls Brenda a bitch. And Brenda goes, My name is Brenda, not bitch. (laughs) Sounded better in her
0: head. It,
1: it was the way she delivers it was like she meant to be very forceful and strong, but she was like, My name is Brenda, not bitch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could have had something
1: snappier there. <laughs> That's not it. Another bad makeover was Cassandra in cycle five, whose dark brown hair was chopped off and bleached blonde. Tyra said that her vision was Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby, but (laughs) in my opinion, she ended up looking more like Ellen DeGeneres. Wait, what was her name? Cassandra. Cassandra. Okay. Cassandra, one of the worst makeovers of all time. She had beautiful chocolate brown hair, long hair, and piercing blue eyes, and they chop it off and she looks washed out with this blonde hair that's not even toned properly. And it's like this choppy, short haircut. She's in hysterics at the salon crying. A few episodes later, she was approached about cutting even more of her hair off because Tyra's like, it's not as short as I want it to be. I want it more, Mia Farrow. And Cassandra said, no, I'm leaving. And she literally walked off. She Ooh. left. She's like, I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not cutting a single more inch off my hair right now. Yeah. And she left the competition. Damn. Cycle threes, Amanda noted in her interview with Oliver Twix that nobody instructed any of the girls on how to maintain their new hair. So as the oh. sh- as the show progressed, you'd see these like insane looking weaves. Like that's right. Like we talked about Brittany, how her hair just looked progressively worse with this weave, and like no one was no one who had never had
0: a weave before was instructed on how to care for it, or even just. Different hair, style, like colors, you have to shampoo it. Like, do you know what I mean? You need specialty shampoos sometimes if your hair is bleached right. uh, and stuff like that.
1: So they just look like ridiculous. This is some tea from Amanda. She talked about an unaired makeover moment during her time on Top Model. Before the makeovers commenced on her season, all the girls were taken to get colonics.
0: Oh. Do you
1: remember when colonics were really big? Yeah. In the early 2000s, <laughs> Definitely. among celebrities like everyone was doing colonics. That's really weird. So they all took them to get colonics and they filmed it. <gasps> She recalled being horrified as a boom mic and a camera person hovered over her as she had a tube shoved in her ass. And she's like, This is being filmed. And they're like, Yeah, this is why part of the
0: <laughs> like what was there? What was <laughs> now make your face look fierce? <laughs> like that's a photo shoot. The colonic sequence
1: never made it to air only because this was immediately following Nipplegate. Wait, what was Nipplegate? Janet Jackson in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, oh! Nipple. I thought there was a model, top model nipple gate. No, but do you remember after that? And like, network TV was like, "Oh, we have to be very chaste." I see. It was so.
0: That's why it got canned.
1: That's the only reason it got canned. But wow. if it was like
0: a different cycle, there might have been colonic footage. I'm I'm sorry. I I looked up Brenda's haircut. It is exactly <laughs> Miranda season one. <laughs> That's That's crazy. Why would you do that? And they're like, she looks old. It's such a bad haircut. It's horrible. Yeah. So
1: Janasha. Let's talk about Janasha because I loved Janasha. What season? She was cycle two and she might be best remembered for being the girl who overslept. Oh, can happen to anyone. (laughs) This I, Okay. I related to Janasha on like a spiritual level. I feel like me, like I felt very, like she just reminded me of myself when I was her age. Right. Like she's 20 on the show. And when I was 20, I just really related to Janasha. Yeah. So I really was always a big fan of hers. I also uh, am, am, am the type of person who that is like my fear is oversleeping yeah. for something huge like this. In the first episode of the season, she overslept, causing her to be hours late to the very first photo shoot, which just happened to be a photo shoot with Nigel Barker, who's Uh, one of the judges. So mm. that's a bad first impression. On the show, Janasha wakes up in a panic to realize that she's late and she's immediately furious at the other girls for not waking her up. Like she's she's crying and she's like, Those bitches, like (laughs) they're like, What? It's not my responsibility. (laughs) This is a competition. <laughs> yeah, She has to take a cab to the shoot because the van that transported all the girls had left hours ago. She missed the top model van. She missed the top model <laughs> van that takes them to the shoot. The girls are posing with nude body paint in an Adam and Eve themed shoot. Ooh, I mean, this looks like a real Fredericks of Hollywood yeah. ass shit. It was a miracle though that Janasha wasn't eliminated for being so late to the shoot. That would have been like, almost certain elimination. The, you know, Something that saved her was the fact that Anna, one of the other models, didn't pose for the shoot at all because she refused to pose nude. Oh. So she ended up being the first person was eliminated. She, was she Christian? She was a Christian mom. Okay. She's like,
0: I don't want my kids yeah. to see me naked. And they had that in season one too with Robin. And Shannon. And Shannon, Rob, yeah. Robin and Shannon. But then Robin also shook her titties. At and Jay. Pri- <laughs> And yeah, Jace Goldener
1: or Tyra Goldener. <laughs> <Dude>. Okay, cycle <laughs> cycle one had these two very very Christian girls, Robin and Shannon, and Shannon was like of uh, the runner up that season, and right. they were both very Christian and they're both very anti gay in this cycle. And Ebon, Ebony, who was an out lesbian, oh
0: at, right, at the time, and her girlfriend came, and
1: her girlfriend visit Ka. She's still friends with Ka to this day, actually. That's her girlfriend's name. And she came to visit at the house. And Shannon, in like a talking head interview, was like, I just don't agree with it.
0: No I don't one cares. Think, shut up, Shannon. I, I like that. If you don't agree with something, I don't have to know about it.
1: Yeah, fuck Keep off. Keep it to yourself. I loved Ebony. I thought she was beautiful. I liked Ebony,
0: too. She had the um, unsmooth skin.
1: Yeah, they were always ragging on her skin. Yeah, she was cool. So... Here's how it went down, according to Janasha, that day. In her own words, she's like, yes, I will tell you how (laughs) it happened. The night before the shoot, production took all the girls out to Tavern on the Green. Ooh! So they were there for hours, drinking. Janasha didn't get to sleep until 2 in the morning. And then they have to, you know, get up, be at the shoot at the crack of dawn. That's where I don't even sleep. Oh, me either. Yeah. Because I, m- I won't wake up. It's like it's up. not enough. Yeah. Now, Janasha planned for this. She borrowed an alarm clock from Shandy, and her plan was to wake up before all the other girls to shower because all the girls were instructed to shave their entire body before the shoot. <laughs> their entire body? Because <laughs> they were being spray painted nude. But, I mean, your entire body? They, they said, shave everything. That's crazy. That's what she said. Okay. So her alarm goes off at 4 a.m. She showers, she shaves, and she's like, I'm just going to lay back down. Uh, classic mistake. The, I, who among us yeah. hasn't made this mistake? Just close your eyes for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Janasha. She, she thought she was going to lay back down for an hour and then get up at 5 with everybody else, and no. she would already be showered.
0: And then you're conked out. Like you are hardcore because she didn't even hear people getting up. No. Yeah. And I know that kind of sleep. When you're that absolutely. When you're that asleep.
1: That's like I just know exactly this how this happens. And I know exactly the feeling when you wake up in a panic and you're like, (gasps) (gasps) ugh. This must have been. Thinking that you missed the
0: top model van, it's it's gut-wrenching.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she wakes up with a camera in her face and everyone's gone. And she's obviously freaking out
0: and here's the sick thing there must be production people there who let her sleep they did they knew she was like so people don't interfere uh, in what happens because they want those things to happen yes so
1: when she finally got to the shoot she was relieved to see that only three of the girls had all their makeup done so it wasn't like the shoot was over right by the time she got there but still this is like one of the things they always stress on top model is like you can't be late at all for anything
0: and here's the other thing. Nigel to me is the scariest judge. Really? Yes. Because he's uh, a snob. Yeah. Right. Like if Janice was mean to me, I would think it was funny. Yeah. In a way. Cause it's so over the Nigel's top. Nigel's like a snob. So I don't like being judged by people who think they're better than me. Do you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, my mo- wife is a model and hot. Like why can't you be perfect like my wife? Because his wife is like a hot model. Yeah, and he's just a he's like very. Um, I don't like him. Like he scares me. Yeah, if he was, ju- I wouldn't want to be judged by Nigel. I, yeah. personally. Yeah, because he'd be like too. He would. Be, he would not get me. He would say something so cutting. He would say something so cutting, and it was like I know that he. I wouldn't be his type. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like
1: I know what you mean. So Janasha is like. Pleading with Nigel. She sees him and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, It's fine. Just get your get your yeah. pasties on or whatever the fuck, you know, get your spray painted. He
0: says it's fine, but then he's gonna also at panel. He did at panel. Yeah. He ripped her and That's what in. I mean about him. He's like, he'll get you. He
1: didn't he <laughs> <laughs> So later Janasha learned that April, one of the other models, wanted to go back to the elevator to go back up to the like loft where they were living and wake Janasha up and she was stopped by production. Oh, But April tried to like save her and like get up, get up.
0: Good for April.
1: And at the time Janasha just thought all the girls let her sleep or whatever. And I'm sure when they're all rushing to get ready it's like they're not thinking about or they're not paying attention. It's like there's a lot of girls. It wasn't
0: necessarily devious but the production was devious.
1: Yes. And so April was... I mean, Janasha was, like, furious at April for a while because she had helped April out, like, prior to this shoot with something else, and she felt like she betrayed her. And it was... Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, as Janasha says to the camera, she's like, those bitches, yeah. like, I'm not going to be nice to anyone. I, I mean, I
0: guess in a way, though, it is... I think production should stay out of it because that well, is sort of accurate. Yeah. If she was at a job, that would have that happened. Right. Yeah.
1: So... The other thing that Janasha had going against her in this competition was her height. She was the shortest of the girls at just 5'7". However, according to Janasha, she lied about her height. She was really 5'6". Oh. So that is very, very short for a high fashion model. Yeah. And there, while there are a handful, a very small handful of high fashion models who are 57 five, 56 five, like Kate Moss, Devin Aoki. She but she wanted to do the show so bad and she I'm surprised they don't measure them. They well, yeah, they they used to weigh them. Do you remember when they yes, used to weigh them? Yes, remember
0: Robin. Ugh, went on the they scale. They were so mean to Robin. Well, because she had to see all these girls and there was like, what was that one? Elise? Elise. It was like 114 pounds right, or something crazy. Right, right. And then everyone else is like, whatever, 120. And then Robin had to go up. And she was a plus size model, right? But she
1: wasn't, they called her,
0: they were like, she's in between plus size. Right. but But she was sort of that role on season one. Yes. But she was still like. I can't Skinny. remember. It was like 165 or something. And she looks thin, like it's it fits her body perfectly. Yeah, she's but thin she herself. had to go up after all these girls. I mean, it just was a humiliating, it, I think. It was definitely a tactic. And they
1: they beat her over the head with that yeah. all cycle. That like oh, totally. she's big. She's big. Yeah. Um, so Janasha says after she was eliminated on episode four, she was approached by Janice, who told her, You're too short to be a model. That's just what it is. And then she's like They made me say all those mean things about you. But you should be an actress instead. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Janasha said she's like, yeah, Janice was a bitch, but, you know, it was Janice.
0: Janice, I think, like, I can't remember if I said this. I feel like the thing with Janice is she's bitch, but she does want to help these people.
1: Well, the thing about Janice is I don't agree with a lot of the things that she said to these women. But she... She like uh, most of what's funny, what's interesting about Janice is how so many of the girls had positive things to say about Janice versus Tyra because Janice would spend one on one time with the girls right i read that too off camera
0: it's an interesting relationship that she actually was friendly to them and didn't treat them like less than whereas tyra wouldn't even speak to them off camera according to some of the girls yeah
1: so i just thought the relationship dynamic between the two models was
0: interesting (sighs) right but with and that could be why you're more forgiving of her rude comments yeah she was nice
1: Another cycle two contestant with a memorable storyline was one of my all time favorites, Shandy. Mm. I love Shandy. Shandy's narrative was that she was the nerdy girl who worked at Walgreens and got a massive glow up with her makeover. Yeah. I mean, she was this like rag, like not rags to riches, what is it? Ugly duckling to supermodel. Well, she had like mousy brown hair, glasses, glasses. And they're like, uh, we plucked her out of Walgreens yeah, and
0: absolutely. took her to
1: New York City. While Shandy might have appeared nerdy and shy in small town, she actually wasn't prior to being cast on top model. Shandy was a trance dJ <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're a trance dJ, you've definitely done special K and ecstasy, like yeah. a number of times. uh I feel like I
0: knew this, but I can't remember where I heard it from. She
1: wasn't just some like shy like you know whatever like yeah she shandy had seen some shit, yeah. She'd done some shit. She was a cool girl, but that was her role. Yeah. So the fact that she was a trance DJ, you know, in addition to also working a day job at Walgreens, was never brought up on the show because that would have gone against her narrative. No, it's
0: like cherry picking what they show.
1: Yes. It's funny because Shandy actually did do the best in Tyra's music video challenge. She was like this hot dancer, and everyone's like, whoa, where'd that come from? She's just Walgreens, girl. It's like, yeah, no, she's like been to raves and shit. Like she's done this. That's what she does. She knows how to move to music. So Shandy was among the remaining models of her cycle who got to go overseas to Milan to complete the competition. One night, the girls had a little house party and some Italian male models attended. (laughs) Everyone was wasted and Shandy is seen making out on a bed with one of the models the next morning, Shandy is shown hysterically crying. She cheated on her boyfriend with one of the Italian male models. Mm. So she calls her boyfriend later that night, his name is Eric, to confess. And of course, this is all being filmed. This is like Shandy's worst moment. She yeah. feels horrible and production's like, get get a camera in her, her face. Get her closer. <laughs> Immediately. I mean, this is like... This, I remember this, this vividly. Is a very, I remember when this like watching this. It was shocking. It was very it was shocking. Shanty. Yeah. <laughs> not so, Eric. So she calls up Eric and she's like, I have something to tell you. And he's like, What'd you do? And then she starts crying and he's like, Just tell me. Oh poor Eric. Oh, dude. <laughs> poor Eric. He knew. He's like, What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, The worst possible thing I could do. And Eric says, You had sacks? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm not laughing. Okay. I'm laughing because it just... The, the
0: dialogue we, is like, you couldn't write it better. The,
1: <laughs> the dialogue is over the top, but I, my heart goes out to both Eric and Shandy in this situation. I of mean, they have, to,
0: they have to, looking back, think that this is kind of hilarious.
1: Well, it was a devastating conversation, and to this day, Shandy won't watch that episode, but she remains on good terms with Eric, yeah. e- even though they're not together anymore. I mean, that had to
0: be his worst fear, right? Oh, yeah. That like she's going to go off and do this and leave him behind. Yeah. So, and had they not had sex? I can't remember. No, they had had sex, okay.
1: but she, I mean, just... I remember when he said, you had sex? But he says sex. Sex. Have you had sex? <laughs> says, Sax. Sax.
0: You had sex? Oh, my God.
1: Though, uh, yeah, obviously she feels horrible about what happened. Uh, like I said, she doesn't like to watch this episode. We're going to get into a little more aftermath of the storyline in relation to the tyra banks talk show in the next episode because mm. there's some tea there she did recently provide some more context into that night she says that production supplied the girls with a lot of alcohol and suggested inviting the male models that they had met earlier to come over and party with them so production set up this little yeah, party of course they were hoping it happened yeah she also says that the hot tub that was in their apartment magically started working that night. Like when they had Ooh. first moved in there, it was broken, and they had yeah. tried to get it to work, but suddenly when the male models are coming over,
0: yeah. it starts bubbling up. They had the plumber Mario come over and fix it yes. up, tighten, tighten the pipes.
1: Mario and his brother Luigi. I know how it works in Italy. <laughs> every Every plumber in Italy is... <laughs> so... She believes that production wanted to cause chaos with a mix of booze, horny girls and hot male models. Keep in mind, these are girls between the ages of 18 to 25 who have mostly been around girls and gay men during the filming of the show. Right, And, and technically you could probably
0: drink in Italy at that age. Yeah. You can drink in Italy at that I age. I mean, uh, duh. Every reality show mix gives you alcohol uh, and, and sees what happens. Right. <laughs> I mean, they want that to happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean and
1: everyone I've heard this from a lot of former contestants on the show that say that like by the end of the like if you know whatever by 2 months of filming you're like really horny and you're itching for like straight male attention yeah cuz you're just doing these shoots with the other girls the whole time and whatever and you want some downtime
0: yeah what's that guy's name noel oh the guy with the dog yeah, what's his name? Noel, Noel it's something. No, yeah, he doesn't have a Nole. last name. Nole, Nole, Nole Marin. Yeah, okay, Nole Marin. Yeah, that's all the attention you're getting. Oh. <laughs> like, so you're like, I need some. I need some <laughs> Telling me I'm hot. Right, Not Nole Marin and his fucking little Shih Tzu or whatever
1: he has, <laughs> yeah, his little dog. So Shandy said that night she drank two bottles of wine. And, Damn, and she had hardly eaten, so she was really fucked up.
0: I mean, even with eating, two bottles of wine is a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, these girls were partying. And also keep in mind, throughout the competition, the girls got
0: very little sleep. How did she not pass out? (laughs) That's crazy.
1: She said that they got between three and four hours of sleep a night. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. So the whole thing was just a recipe for disaster. Shandy came in third place in her cycle and fans have speculated that the reason Shandy didn't win was because of the cheating incident, that this was like a bad, a moralizing, this was sort of a moralizing statement. Like, we don't want this cheater. Yeah. I this, mean, if we,
0: one thing about the fashion industry, it is completely moral. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want this hussy to win America's Just, next model. I mean, top I love model. how they're making fun of the Christians for not being more risque you know what I mean? It's like right. it's just crazy. Well, this show is a this show is a mess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a total
1: mess. Other fans have speculated that Shandy wouldn't have won anyway because the cycle two winner was pre selected. This is a fan theory that believes that Joanna House was pre selected to win by production at the beginning of the cycle. In her interview with Oliver Twixt, Shandy told a story about how one day the girls were filming at a mansion, and the girls wandered off to where the panel was to be set, and they found cue cards, and on the cue cards they had comments that the judges were going to make about the pictures. Joanna denies that she was pre-selected to be the winner. She said in her interview with Oliver Twixt, I feel that sometimes people can be sore losers. That's the real pandemic. That people can't be happy for each other.
0: That's the real pandemic. Thanks, Joanna. <laughs> Look, now I, I didn't have an opinion about her, but now I hate her. Al- although it's possible she didn't know that she was pre-selected. Isn't that true? I yeah. I mean, I don't think. I think,
1: like you said before, like I think I don't think they're pre-selected. I think it's more like Tyra has her favorites. And maybe that can, and that can And that was Cover
0: Girl, a uh, Cover Girl year, right? Sephora. Sephora. Yeah. So uh, Sephora. there's no way that the corporation doesn't have a say. Of course. So they probably look at the girls up top and they probably have a three, maybe. Uh, it's not even necessarily the top three, but just like three girls, like any of those girls could win and we would be fine with that. Right. Right.
1: Uh, or they, or they say later in the competition out of the remaining three, like, yeah, this one's best for our, but I
0: wouldn't even, th- I would, I wouldn't even be surprised if they said things up top. Yeah. Like lean it towards these. Right. Favor uh, these ones. Yeah. Pick their better and maybe, photos. Th- maybe only one of them is in the top three to create drama, but then that person will be the one who wins. Right. Like, and you can always tell when Tyra has her favorites. Like totally. Li- and even, even just by looking at the beginning, I can see who will probably be the top 4 or 5. Like, right. You can just tell. Like there's very few times where someone's like, "Whoa, they came out of nowhere and were a really good model." Uh well, and
1: people in cycle 3, former models from cycle 3 took one look at Eva and were like, "Oh, she's going to win." I mean, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous, but she also
0: has a thing like yeah she's got a great personality she's got the whole package well she has like what Lisa thought she had yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. a personality and right. like uh, you know a distinct sort of vibe Right. Uh, but yeah Eva no I, I don't doubt that the girls also realize early on who kind of has it so or who speak. Tyra's favoring
1: yeah because there's definitely people who are like
0: I know. mean there's been people that Tyra faves who get kicked off though yes uh Well, we'll talk about that next week. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think it's a mixed bag. But I can, I mean, it's very rare that one of the people I think is great is not in the top three, at least, or wins. Like, you kind of can tell early on, I think. Yeah. I mean,
1: of course, there's definitely been people that have been eliminated where I'm like, no, I love them. Yeah,
0: definitely. And sometimes it's like, even if I love them, I can see why they got eliminated but i was like they should get another chance over this girl who play like, or whatever
1: like well, there's also people who seem to like just coast it's kind yeah. of it's like any it's like any competition show talent competition show like american idol has this Project Runway has this where it's somebody who's so mediocre that they're never in the top or
0: the bottom, but they coast through. And then, Absolutely. And then they, where someone who's really great will have a spectacular fail one week and it's just the worst week to have it. Right. And they get eliminated. Uh, that happens all the time, yeah. especially on American Idol. Yes. You pick the wrong song and right. you fucking are, are gone. Like, yeah. Uh,
1: We've had our hearts broken by that show. <laughs> Don't tell me about it. Countless times.
0: <laughs> I actually... You know how on Facebook you get memories yeah. and that's just like status updates? Dude, I have so I, many me too. American me Idol too. ones. Me too. I was like, what was I just posting, live tweeting American Idol on Facebook? Like, okay, this I, is literally just me like, thank God, Joshua Grayson is gone. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Like, just the craziest. I was like, oh my God. I also have
1: experienced the same thing as like when the memories from my social media will pop up. It'll be like from 2008. It'll be like wow david cook was amazing tonight (laughs) no
0: i have that all the time and sometimes i'm like i know it's american idol but i don't even remember the name sometimes i was like damn i was mad i I will be so mad about something me too thank fucking god finally (laughs) and i'll just know it's american idol related (laughs) like that's it I wish I could get all my American Idol com- make a compilation because com- they're so dumb
1: I, and boring too. I We should figure out how to search for those on our Facebook because I bet we could make like a collage of all of our American Idol hot takes from Facebook circa 2008. Seriously,
0: or just search between certain years yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to do anything on Facebook. Like I'm rarely, I'm rarely on, I'm, but sometimes I will click the memories cause they are funny. They're always funny to me. Cause I was definitely tweeting on Facebook too. Same. Uh, for sure. Anyway, that is part one. I hope you
1: enjoyed this extra long episode. We will be back next week with some more memorable moments. Look, one of the most memorable Tom model moments of all time. We're going to talk about it. So, Stick around for next week. We're also going to be going into the aftermath of what happened to contestants after and some legal stuff. Cool. It's going to be great. Thank Uh, you all so much. And we'll have a lot of pics. We will have a ton of pictures on our Instagram. Let's do
0: some before and after makeover ones. Yeah, let's do a slideshow of that. Because that will be good. Okay. Okay, Um, we'll do that. uh, Bye. Bye.